This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Is there one episode of one TV show that you can watch again and again and again and again and again? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. Hi. Uh, is there one episode of one television show that you would just watch on repeat? And it never, it doesn't matter how many times you watch it. You'd watch it again and again and again and again and again. Why are we asking? Thank you for asking. By the way, join the conversation, please. 651-641-1071. Is there one episode of one TV show you could watch again and again? Okay. I just saw this as a headline on an editorial that was written for a website. And honestly, this person ha- it was was using that as a jumping off point to talk about an episode of the show white collar that this person really loved. I don't even know the show. It doesn't even matter, but it was on USA from 2009 to 2014. And this person was just like, there's this one episode that I love that I could watch over and over and over again. And I thought, well, that's just an interesting question because I, I know the feeling of having not only a favorite show, but a favorite episode of that show or a moment like something that happened in that episode that you want to go back and relive over and over and over and over again. Over and over. So 651-641-1071. Is there a specific episode of a specific show that you could watch over and over again and never get bored? Um, Should we go to the phone? Let's do it. All right. Let's go to Elaine. Elaine is on the line. Hi, Elaine. Elaine, is there an episode of a show that you could just watch over and over and over again? To be honest, I love the whole Friends series. I've probably seen each show a hundred times, but my ultimate favorite is the game show one where Monica's in her old lady underwear because it's laundry day and the girls lose the apartment. I love that. I that I love one that, that one is classic. I remember when we rewatched that show with our kids, and th- that's the one where one of the questions is, "What is Chandler's TV guide?" Job. Yes, Mrs. Yes. Chandler Bong. Tran- yeah, that's the TV guide, and then his job is a transponder. <laughs> Elaine, thank you for your call. That one is a great one, and that's just like a fun classic. Uh, there's so it's so simple, but that's I think what makes it so great. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Kelly. We've got Kelly on Hi, the line. Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Kelly. Hi. What is Hello. the one TV show or one episode of one TV show that you could watch over and over again? The marvelous Mrs. Maisel, the very first episode. Oh, oh okay. What do you I love tell about it? Everybody who 
doesn't want to watch it, thinks it might be stupid, but I tell everybody, I don't care what you do, I don't care if you ever watch another one, watch the first episode. It is Regan hysterical. It is really good. What is it specifically about that episode that you love so much? It's when she actually does her first comedic routine that is not really a comedic routine, but how this Upper West Side woman reacts to her husband leaving her and yeah goes out and just does this amazingness and and then Lenny Bruce is a part of it too yeah you can't be bad thank you for your call Kelly the marvelous Mrs. Maisel the very first episode you watched that show didn't you I did and then I fell off there Mm. was like I have a hard I'm gonna be really honest I have a hard time with shows when they change the setting very drastically I it doesn't and they did this thing where they went on like a summer vacation and they stayed at like a resort. And that whole season, you're like, I don't like that. I was like, go back to New York. Oh, it was okay. very, I, I didn't, I didn't like that change of scenery. Uh, Abby's on the line. Hi, Hi Abby. Abby. Abby, is there one uh, episode of one particular show that you could watch over and over and over again? Yes, it's the episode of Poops Creek mm-hmm. where they're making enchiladas and. Um, Moira Rose is like yelling, fold in the cheese, David. And he's like, I don't know how to fold broken cheese like that. (laughs) It is so classic. It is just funny and it makes you laugh every time, right? Oh, every time. I've watched that season over and over and over just because it's lighthearted and I just love that show. But that part in particular just makes me die every time. I love it. Abby, thank you for your call. Um, We've got Mary on the line. Hi, Hi, Mary. Mary, Mary, is there one particular episode of one particular show that you could watch over and over again? And uh, Sailboat Below Deck. Oh, yeah. And the poor... Or Captain runs into the dock. Uh oh! <laughs> and you just love that episode. Yeah, and I've done that before because I'm a sailor. Oh, so I'm like, ooh, he gas, and I can just feel his pain. So, but I watch it all the time, like when I'm cooking and whatever. I love and it. And he is swearing and whatever, and the <laughs> poor dock hands are like scrambling. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, you poor people. <laughs> oh, Mary. You- I love it. Thank you for your Thanks, call. Thanks, uh, We've got Dawn on the line. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Is Dawn. there one episode? And then we're going to get to, we've got a bunch of tweets and a bunch of emails. Dawn, is there one particular episode of one particular show that you could watch repeatedly? Tyler Moore show. And it's the episode where Peanuts the Clown gets attacked by the elephant. Oh, yeah. And Mary Tyler Moore thinks everybody's disgusting because... They're laughing and making jokes about Peanuts the Clown. But then when it comes time for the funeral, she held it in all the time. So now she's in hysterics in the funeral and cannot control herself. Oh, gosh, which is so relatable because we've all been in one of those places where we're not supposed to be laughing hysterically. And that episode (laughs) makes me laugh. So it's a great one. I love it, John. Thank you so much for your call. I think it was Chuckles. Chuckles, Chuckles the, clown. the Clown. Oh, gosh. Iconic Mary Tyler Moore episode. Oh, and she and, like, her laugh is so joyful. Like, it's not joyful, but, like, it brings joy yeah. in such and a way. Yeah, can oh, relate. So Uncomfortable great. laughter. Oh, big time. Okay, well, Allison said I could watch the Friends episode where Rachel tells Ross she's pregnant with his baby. Uh, also, the office dinner party, both hilarious. Uh, our friend Panda said there's one episode of, uh, one episode of Criminal Minds. 
season seven, episode one, I think. It takes a village that I will always rewatch because it gets the full team back together. Mm. Those are good ones when, uh, you know, it brings a bunch of people back together in a way that you haven't seen. Uh, And then also the series finale of Poops Creek, for sure, with the wedding. Oh, my gosh. It just is a feel good. Um, And we heard from Lisa Marie, who also said the Chuckles, the clown funeral episode. Uh, And uh, Kimmy said, I can watch the first kiss on Heartstopper over and over and over again. That is one thing. If there's a relationship where you've lived through the tension of them not coming together and then they finally come together, like Mm -hmm. that's a rewatcher. Uh, And we got some emails too. the boss episode where they finally make out even though then the show goes off the rails but whatever yes uh anyway well thank you all of you for i mean it is is there one that you can watch over and over again oh god all of well i mean like like friends people who love friends golden girls um but specifically there's one um it's the one where frida claxton the neighbor will not agree to keep the neighborhood tree everybody loves because it's Mm -hmm. on her property and rose tells her to drop dead and she does (laughs) And then nobody comes to her funeral. And it's just, it, it is literally full of so much laughter. Oh, and it's, again, because it's related to death, kind of like the Chuckles the Clown one, where it's awkward laughter yeah. and you're laughing at really morbid things. But yeah, it's a great episode. Thank you for sharing Thank that, Brad. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, we need to have a little uh, trip down memory lane with our friend, Madonna. Bradley Trainer is going to take us on a journey, a mm. Madonna journey. Yes, ma'am. When we come back after this on My Talk 1071. We've got a journey to take, and that journey is helmed by Madonna on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And uh, we were just talking about Madonna yesterday. We were indeed. Yeah. Because we were talking about how people are talking about Madonna. Yeah, and I just want to talk about how boring I think the tabloids are in the year 2022, frankly. Um, When it comes to Madonna, there was a headline. We had a blind item yesterday, just to give some context. Uh, And I think it was about... Warner Brothers wanting to drop her, I think. Yeah, Yeah. about whether or not her label uh, was going to continue to work with her. And then I had remembered seeing there was... There's just... I feel like... Of late, there is a kind of story about Madonna that the tabloids like to uh, play into. And there was a story from page six, before we jump in our time machine, with the headline, Madonna twerks in lingerie as fans express concern over disturbing videos. And I was like, okay, I feel like I hear this all the time. Madonna's disturbing. She's scaring us. Uh, I'm going to go on Instagram. And I watched a video and I was like, I kind of feel like that's not really disturbing. It's just Madonna twerking. Have you been on social media lately? People do that, right? Um, I I didn't find anything particularly disturbing about it. But it's the conversation about her being disturbing, which just kind of made me think, you know, I feel like this is nothing new. This is very boring. There is nothing like... Maybe it's because she's older and we're really uncomfortable with women's bodies when they get to be a certain age. Like you're not allowed to twerk over the age of 60, mm. perhaps. Is that, I a, don't know. is that a law of twerking? Well, maybe, uh, according to page six, because these videos, I didn't, again, they I may not be your cup yet. of tea. Well, wh- I mean, you can look on this page six article and see her dancing around. So um, I would encourage you to just take a brief gander. Okay. 
If you see anything disturbing, let I me mean, know. I mean, it's Madonna in her lingerie. I'm doing nothing that she hasn't done on stage before and won't do on stage again. So let's just maybe take a little trip back in time. Because again, my thesis here today, dear listeners, is that the tabloids are just kind of lazy in 2022. And I would like to go all the way back, all the way back to 1985. Oh, wow. And I want to play a little clip of a local news report about something that really shocked and disturbed America oh. in 1985, almost 40 years ago. Can we have a little lesson? Now they can see a lot more of one of America's hottest rock stars in the pages of Playboy magazine. What did you think of the Madonna pictures? She looks better with her clothes on. Be that as it may, dealers oh estimate gosh. this issue is selling twice as fast as a normal issue of Playboy. Okay, so there's Madonna. Um, one guy doesn't appreciate it. There's another guy, too, who's like, whatever. There's nothing special. So great. I'm sh- thanks. She looks better with her clothes, clothes on. on. Thank you, 1985. But notice they talked about they're selling, they're selling a lot of Playboys, mm-hmm. right? Okay, now let's fast forward a little bit to 1990. And I want to play you another controversy around Madonna and her mm. disturbing images. The video, Justify My Love, has been blacked completely by one American channel because of its sexual content. This report uses only the uncontroversial clips of the video. The American pop queen Madonna has made a career out of shocking the public, and this latest offering is no exception. Filmed in black and white, it takes sadomasochism as its theme, one which Madonna says is romantic. Okay, so that's 1990. By the way, the sadomasochism was people wearing leather pants. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And I think there might have been a whip or something. No. 1990. Gold bond medicated powder for that. So now, yeah, exactly, to get out in and out. Now, let's take a little uh, fast forward to 1991, just a year after that controversy of people being disturbed by Madonna and her body and her images. Oh, God. This one, I think, is a little longer. In 1983, selling 5 million albums through videos before ever performing in front of a live audience. Since then, she's become adept, in Forbes' words, at pushing America's hot button. Last year, for example, she appeared in a TV commercial for Pepsi, timed to the release of her album and video, Like a Prayer. When the video was released, Pepsi thought it was more like blasphemy and canceled the commercial after only one airing. Nonetheless, Pepsi paid Madonna $5 million, while the controversy helped sell 11 million albums. Last summer, Madonna pushed all the buttons. A movie role opposite Warren Beatty and Dick Tracy cross-promoted with a soundtrack album, a sexy video, a concert tour, and even a line of clothing. Her total take, at least $70 million. More recently, she provoked controversy on a TV talk show. I'm talking about the spank you get when you're not bad. A spank? Madonna then repeated that same theme in a commercial aimed at getting young people to vote. And if you don't vote, you're going to get a spanky. Oh, my God! If all this smacks of a highly calculated scheme to create, then capitalize on controversy, Warner Brothers' Bob Merla says Madonna's not the only one who's cashing in. Yes, it sells it sells albums, but it sells newspapers, it sells television ratings, ah. and uh, it seems that we're all in the same game here. Okay, oh, so... Interesting. Yeah, like, that's... Uh, hmm. And there's another clip I could play, but uh, the po- point, I think, honestly, is made, and that uh, the last clip I was going to play was from, like, the early 2000s. 
She's been doing this since 1980-something. Yeah. She knows exactly what buttons to push to get people up in arms. You may not like it. It may be tired. And frankly, my favorite part of this was that last bit from the Warner uh, executive who was like, it sells a lot of stuff and we're all eating it up like it's hotcakes. I mean, when when you do the math on that story about Pepsi... Uh, and the like a prayer video and and like nobody looks dumb in that except for Pepsi. Yeah. Right. Because they, they didn't vet the video. She released it. So they sold a lot of Pepsi. Yes. Mm -hmm. They got a lot of coverage for that story. So in the end, that controversy, that button pushing, she said spank and people were outraged. Oh my gosh. Now she's just disturbing and gross. It you know like whatever times have really not changed. Um, I would argue, but it's it's just the same old thing. And to sort of continually act like you're outraged at something yeah. Madonna does, I'm tired. I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with I'm you. So tired. The thing and the the thing I was actually surprised. I mean, there are so many opportunities with uh, Madonna to highlight times that she pushed buttons, and the one I remember uh, so vividly and you I know probably do too is when she released that book called Sex. Sex. Yeah. And I had a friend who was like, I'm gonna get my hands on that book. I mean, it was all the buzz in all the areas of life. Yeah. This horrendous, gross, disgusting book about sex and that sexy Madonna. And it was not it was nothing. Yeah. Well (laughs) I mean, you know, and change and change uh Tastes change yep. and boundaries, you know, everything seems tame, but at the time it wasn't tame. It's just that, like, to act like it's somehow shocking after all these years yeah. that she knows exactly how to push people's buttons and oh, that yeah. there aren't people who benefit as a result. Yeah. And you're not paying attention. Exactly. Yeah. She knows when people are going to clutch their pearls. Exactly. So and she pushes and like, that. Literally, all she has to do is twerk and laundry now I in mean, 2022, how? and people are outraged. It's so easy. When oh. we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, celebrities behaving badly, we call them D-Bags. on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. And we have a name for them. We call them D-Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who is your D-Bag? Well, it's hard to say, but uh, King Charles III. Oh, wow. Okay. The king himself. I mean, it's not really his fault, I guess. Uh, But I read these, I read a couple stories about um, some things that the royal biographer, a royal biographer, Christopher Anderson, has claimed uh, about King Charles III and um, just, you know, some things he needs assistance with. Oh. Like, for example, um, did you know that, you know, uh, royal people have their royal valet, the, oh, sure. yeah. you know, help who them get dressed, help them and, get dressed and whatever. Well, he had a preference, um, for his royal valet that his royal valet would always put the toothpaste on the toothbrush for him, for oh, example. God. That must be nice. Why do you need somebody to do that? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I suppose if you could. On his royal monogrammed toothbrush. Oh. um, His royal valet also shaved his face, 
Helped him put on trousers and his shoes. You need somebody to put on your pants for you? Yeah. That's um, interesting. But all of that, I don't know. There's just some more in here. Like, for example, for example, he has a teddy bear. Oh. His childhood teddy bear. Okay. I mean, it's sweet, right? Sure. But when that teddy bear got a rip in it, yeah. they pulled his former nanny, Mabel Anderson, out of retirement to mend his teddy bear because he would not allow anybody else to touch the royal teddy. Um, that's that's really a layer of mm-hmm. extra that yeah. I was not prepared for. Okay. Uh-huh. I think maybe she was probably enjoying her retirement. Right? According to uh, a formal his former valet, uh, she was the only human being allowed to take a needle and thread to Charles's teddy bear. Uh, he was well into his 40s, and every time that teddy needed to be repaired, you would think it was his own child having major surgery. Now, a couple other things about King Charles that you might like to know. Uh, he travels with his own custom-made toilet seat. Oh, God. What is a... Cu- what? What do you mean custom? Like, it has a monogram on I it? I wish I understood better. The royal toilet! Um, he has his own... Toilet seat. I don't know that he used to travel with. That feels like, I don't know what is custom about it or special about it, but it's his and he likes it and he makes them travel with it. Um, he also has been known to bring a personal chef to formal dinner parties. Oh, that at, must be nice. At other people's homes. God, I just, I, there's so much, uh, there's so much going on. There's a lot. You get to do a lot when you're king. Well, so that's the thing about it is the the reason why I brought this as my D-bag is like there the royal family has gone through some transitions. And one of the things about the current present royal family, yeah. specifically Prince William, is like they really kind of want to be more of the people. And everything I just read you was yeah, not... Yeah, it's not very, uh, it's not very relatable, not if that's what you're people. getting at. Like, I, I don't would, though, just have a toilet seat that I travel like with. Like to remind you, this is an institution who... Um, and I had to look this up because I, I didn't remember the actual title. This is like the institution which has somebody or had somebody known as the groom of the stool. Now, do you know what the groom of the stool is? Anyone? Well, somebody who's married to the toilet. Basically, um, so uh, initially it was called the groom, you know, the the groom of the stool. And essentially, this was one of the courtiers for the king, the 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 royal sovereign, who essentially was like hanging out in the turlet to, you know, make sure the queen's behind was clean, assisting in excretion and hygiene issues, according to Wikipedia. But yeah, like literally, these mm-hmm. people. This institution has had a royal butt wiper since its inception, going all the way back to the Tudor era. Well, that's appropriate. At least the Tudor era, if not before. But my point is, like, I cannot imagine. I think to me that would just be stifling to have somebody constantly up in your business. Literally. Yeah. Like Now, I think that what happens likely is probably those people aren't you know like they are just ignored yeah i'm not saying there's somebody it's like they're not even king there. charles behind any longer but like people who help him dress and all that they probably just assume the servants are like not even there which, which that just is, is weird oh. yeah no thanks but also i don't know there are just times when 
you would maybe want your privacy. And I don't, it seems like they always have people there. And even if you are accustomed to looking beyond them, there's still people there. It is a matter of some debate as to whether the duties and duties involved included cleaning the king's but the groom is known to have been responsible for supplying a bowl, water, and towels, and also for monitoring the king's diet and movements. Oh my gosh, they had to keep a ledger. Yeah. A poo ledger. And the duties involved cleaning the king's No. No. I don't no. I don't want to That's be king a DIY. That bad. That's... I'm like, I think I'm king. Mm-hmm. I shan't be needing your services because yeah. Part of the specialness of being a king in this day and age is just being able to wipe my own. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> so weird, these people. But, you know, oh, to them, God. it's normal. I do wonder, no pun intended, if, you know, Harry, in getting out of that situation, if he was able to figure out how to do all that stuff himself. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that he still has a lot of help because... You would imagine. I, I think Harry is a little different, right? Because mm-hmm. he was never in direct uh, line for excess. Well, I mean, he was, but mm-hmm. not for very long. And I think that the assumption was that he wouldn't be. And so he's had a certain amount of freedom. Like when he was able to go yeah. off, you know, he he essentially was able to like disappear for a while when he did his military service. Yeah. People didn't know where he was. And I think that afforded him a freedom and a um, a level of humanity that perhaps his, you know, direct the direct line of succession heirs. It was like room springer. Have. Yeah, I mean Well, like he just got out there yeah, and no, you know, did yeah, his thing. Absolutely. Um okay, that's all. That's all on that. Who's your D-bag? King Charles. Okay, uh my D-bag today is Kim Zolcia. Oh. It's real easy. She is slamming haters. And I was like, okay, what's she slamming haters about? This is like the most reverse engineered humble brag. Kim Zolciak slams haters who said her $2.5 million home sold for $257,000. Kim Zolciak, of course, real (laughs) former Real Housewives of Atlanta star. She fiercely denied that her $2.5 million Georgia mansion was foreclosed on for a mere $257,000. $257,000. My house was not sold for 257000 If you guys think I would let my home that we put millions into go for two fifty-seven, you're an idiot, okay? For real? So what are you going to do, haters, when I'm here for Christmas and I'm here for my birthday and I'm here for all those amazing dates? I'm here until I bleeping want to move out, till I decide I don't want to live here anymore. All of this comes after reports allegedly surfaced that the home was auctioned off for two fifty seven. So, I mean, but it's like a hum. It's reverse humble brag, right? You're like, right? My two point five million didn't sell for two fifty seven. Oh, thanks. Now I know that you have a big, fat, rich home. I mean, that's my favorite thing is when you're trying. Yes, it is the reverse humble brag when you're trying to find a way to work in. Just how expensive yeah. all of your taste is. Yeah. But also, I love that that's, that's a clapback. <laughs> and those are haters. <laughs> like, who... Also, if, if you have a... T- I'm sorry. If I have a $2.5 million home and somebody has opinions about it, uh-huh. fine. Please do. Right. Keep talking. Right. Like, she doesn't care that when I'm looking at this, I think, that's not a choice I would have made with my millions 
in my decoration. Yeah. I don't care. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, she'd be like, uh. you're busy trolling my Instagram yeah. thinking about what your sad life doesn't have. Womp womp. Like that's what she would say. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. To me, if I were that level rich, I'd be like, just mind your own business. Or I, like, I don't even care what you, if my name is in your mouth, bye. Mm-hmm. I'm actually in my $2.5 million yeah. home enjoying it. Yeah. I don't need to I, clap back. I don't haters. even know you exist. Yeah. How about that? Oh. I just feel like that takes a lot of energy. Some, yeah. Yeah, but that's like the, that's the chemistry of, a, yeah. that's the, the potion, the secret sauce in the life of reality star. You have to engage that because it's only engaging that kind of stuff that you get attention. Hence, she got the story. Hence, I made her my D bag. Hence, we're all talking about Kim Zolciak. And scene. Uh, when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, I want to play a little game. Are you up for it, Bradley? Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So this is how the game is going to work. It's called Good Tipper or Bad Tipper. Oh, like Tipper I, Gore? No. I have a tipper list. Tipper Hedron? No. I have a, a list of celebrities and reports on whether or not they're actually a good tipper. Oh. So I'm going to give you the name of a celebrity, and you're going to tell me whether or not they were a good tipper. It's You can play right. the home game, everybody. Good tipper, bad tipper. It's going to be fun when we come back after this on My Talk 107.1. Yeah. I know. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hello. And I thought it would be fun to play a little game uh, today during this moment. It's called Good Tipper. Or bad tipper. This is fun. Yeah, it's this easy. This is how you play it. You, uh, I'm going to give you the name of a celebrity. Because I have here a list of of celebrities. And whether or not they are a good tipper or a bad tipper. Okay, fun. All right, let's do this. And there are stories that are attached to these. So I'll give you the celebrity. You'll say good tipper, bad tipper. And then I'll tell you the story. Okay, great. All right? All right. Here we go. Are you ready for the first one? Because I'm not here for bad tippers. I'm not going to say. All right. But I'm going to say. Okay. There's some that I'm questioning whether or not I'm going to toss in the mix. Oh, interesting. We'll find out. Okay, great. Let's start with this one. Let's start with a celebrity by the name of Jack Black. Bradley Trainer is Jack Black a good tipper or a bad tipper? I bet he's a good tipper. Jack Black, he's of the people. You know, he's just like us. Bradley Trainer, you are correct. Yay! Jack Black is indeed a good tipper. Okay, so here's the story according to a, a server who served Jack, Jack Black. Black. Jack Black was a regular of mine, and he overheard me asking my manager for an extra shift because I was $50 short on rent. He tipped me $100 on a $20 tab, and after that, he never left less than $50. That's so sweet. Isn't that amazing? Yes. I know. I love that story. I do, too. I I do. I've never been the kind of person, like, I've never, you know, I, 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 it's that like celebrity tipping experience. I've never had that experience myself. I mean, I tip for great service, mm-hmm. right? Accordingly. And sometimes, you know, you tip more than other times, but um, I've never like, here's a paycheck for a week. Right. You know, it'd be nice if we could all do that. Right. But uh, I, you know, celebrities do do this on occasion. They do. That's true. Uh, let's try another one. Are you ready for yeah, another let's one? Let's do it. All right. Good tipper, bad tipper. The celebrity is. Keanu Reeves. Oh, I bet. Good tipper or bad tipper? I almost call him Keanu. Uh, Keanu Reeves. I bet he's a good tipper. Bradley Trainer. Yeah. You are correct. Yay! 
Again, this is just what I want to be true. I know, right? Okay, so this is according to uh, a, a person who has served Keanu Reeves. When I was 14 and very, very poor and down, I was working at a small Vietnamese restaurant in Orange County. Keanu Reeves and his girlfriend Jennifer Syme came in, and after I served them, left me an envelope full of cash, mostly hundreds. Wow. This is where it gets even more amazing. They left me an envelope a week for almost five months. What? With random people dropping them off. Each envelope had a little note in it that said inspirational stuff like, we're still rooting for you, and we're really proud of you. Keep pushing. That is so sweet. Isn't that amazing? Oh, my God. Now, then this is, then I'm going to make it sad. Oh, God. No, but it's like just sad. It's not like bad. I mean, it's bad, sad, whatever. They stopped weekly in April of that year. I found out Jennifer died in a car accident. Oh, my God. Keanu still sent envelopes for a while, but never a note. Isn't that one a sad one? Uh, Yeah, because she died. I know. I'm sorry. All right, let's do another one. All right. Bad or happy tippers. Good tipper or bad tipper. The celebrity is. So far, both good. I'm I'm, uh, two for O. O for two. (laughs) I'm two You've gotten two right. Uh, Let's do this celebrity. Jennifer Lopez. Is she a good tipper or oh, a bad God. tipper? I feel like you want me to say she's a bad tipper, but I think I would imagine Jennifer Lopez wants to be known as a good tipper, so she's going to be a good tipper. Good tipper! Don't let me down, J-Lo. Bradley Trainer. She is a bad tipper. Ah! How dare you, ma'am? The corresponding story is as follows. I had a friend who waited on Jennifer Lopez right after she got super famous. She and her entourage ran my friend ragged, insulted him, held up the table for more than three hours, and completely stiffed him on the tip. And that's on top of throwing a massive fit that they didn't have her favorite bottled water, making the manager run to a store to get it for her. He was a great server. She was a nightmare. Ah! I am going to go out on a limb and say, I bet she's a much better tipper these days. I sure hope so, because that story's not good. Because that sounds like somebody who is newly famous. And is trying on, yeah. Who thinks they get to make points. Like, I'm going to make a point. Mm Mm-hmm. For bad service. And it's like, no, actually, the point should be that you're not a jerk. So tip well, celebrities. Okay. All right. Well, got that one wrong. Are you ready for another one? Yeah. Uh, Let's try Howard Stern. Oh, I bet he's a great tipper. I bet he's a great tipper. But I feel like you want me to say that, and then he's not going to be. But I really do think Howard Stern, he because he... He's a re- just deep down. He's a really good guy. I just get that impression. Okay, is he a good tipper? Bradley Trainer yeah. Howard Stern is a good Yay! tipper. This is uh, according to a server. Clapping the absolute best celebrity I have ever waited on was Howard Stern. I was new to cocktail waitressing, and I spilled champagne all over his now wife. Beth Ostrowski. He still tipped me, cash in hand, when they moved from the cocktail bar to their dining table. Very kind. Yeah, that is delightful. I, I know. Mean, yeah, you don't, I, I don't understand bad tipping, period. Right? But that's my own issue. That's my own philosophy. I'm not happy about it always. Sometimes I tip begrudgingly, but I, I just don't understand being a bad tipper. Okay, so good, Howard Stern. So far, Jennifer Lopez, the only bad tipper in the bunch. Let's do another one. 
Let's do one that uh, you and you and I both are kind of newly acquainted with and interested in this comedic actor. Okie doke. His name is Danny McBride. I thought you were going to say James Corden. No, uh, Danny McBride. Good tipper or bad tipper, well, Bradley? I Well, I don't have any clue. I want to just assume he's a great tipper. But... I feel like the odds in this game are that he's going to be a bad tipper. So I'm just going to say that he's a bad tipper. I don't want him to be, but I'm going to just for odds sake. Bradley trainer Danny McBride is a good tipper. Oh, good. Yay. Yay. Yeah, I love Danny McBride. uh, And you would, too, if you watched uh, Righteous Gemstones or any of his other shows. Yeah, he's very funny. And if you do like a deep dive into his personal life, he's a very interesting person. Okay, so this is according to a server. I work at a place in Charleston. And since Righteous Gemstones films in the area, Danny McBride developed a good rapport with the owner. They've had many kickoff parties before filming and rap parties and uh, when done here. And he's even come in randomly with friends and family. He's really nice to everyone. And he's a really good tipper. Yeah, no, I'm not surprised at all because he seems like a, a truly his shows. There's just a goodness in them, even though you you hate some of the people. That's what I love about him is that yeah, the people are not always likable, but you can see what is good about them, and but you're you like, find oh, something to like, yeah, because we're all yeah, human. It's yeah. true. It's beautiful. Most of us. Are all right, uh, let's do uh, let's do this one. Good tipper or bad tipper? I give you the celebrity. You tell me if they're a good tipper or a bad tipper. So far, I've only gotten two wrong. It's true. How about Victoria? And I shouldn't have gotten the last one wrong because I should have just gone with my gut. Anyway, yes. Victoria Beckham. Oh, I bet she's a terrible tipper. And I only say that because, and I hope I'm wrong, uh, because the tabloids would have you believe she's kind of snarky. Bradley Trainer. Yeah. This is sort of a trick question because according to a server who served Victoria Beckham, she's an average tipper. Oh. Victoria, this is how it goes. Back in the day, I waited on Victoria Beckham. She was not so friendly and an average tipper. So I don't know. Do people have an expectation that if you're a celebrity, you're going to tip more than what's expected? I don't know. And that's why I don't understand what average tipper means. Average tipper just means probably in the 15 to 20% range. Okay. Because you're assuming if it's a celebrity... They're going 20 for sure yeah. more if well, you were really good. But no, like I think if you're, yeah, I think for celebrities, it's even more heightened, right? Because, you know, you think everybody's watching, right? Mm-hmm. So like if you tip 20% as a celebrity, I feel like you're, that's average. Right. Anything less than that would, because like even that's barely average, I would think for celebrity, I'm saying for yeah. us, I think 20% is average. A lot of people would disagree with me and, you know, say... Less is average. Oh, that's so interesting. I find 20% to be like, that is like, that was, you served me. Yeah. 20%. Yeah. I mean, and that's like everybody short of some kind of like hideous error, right? Yeah. Because that's Uh, what it would take to then, you know, go to that area. But everybody's got their own philosophy. It's fine. I'll just give you a couple little takeaways. Magic Johnson, great tipper. Tracy Morgan, fantastic tipper. Listen, I mean, it's just nice to know. And most everybody was a great tipper. Yeah, except for a couple of bad eggs. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what is your favorite holiday flavor? 651-641-1067.